Well, Trajan KJ fans, we are back for another exciting week of Trajan KJ's locker room chats. So Trajan's going to take a deep dive into the MLB trade deadline, which we are so excited about. Trajan, how we doing? And just kick it off. How we doing, everybody? We're here to talk some MLB trade deadline. Just missed it there on Tuesday. We got all the updates to see where everybody ended up. Uh, looking at our first one, the Yankees uh, acquired right-hander Spencer Howard from the Rangers for cash considerations. So a move there for the Yankees. They didn't do much. The Yankees were kind of, uh, didn't really do much on the deadline day. Uh, looking down here, the Padres acquired right-hand reliever Scott Barlow from the Kansas City Royals. So the Padres, the Padres did a lot in this uh, trade deadline. We'll go over a lot more of the Padres trades here. Just going down our list here. But a good move by the Padres. Really loading up that bullpen. Adam in there with Josh Hader. A right-handed reliever to kind of balance out Hader. So a good move by the Padres there. <clears throat> the Red Sox. The only move the Red Sox made in the entire deadline. They acquired Luis Urias from the Brewers for a pitching prospect. Not much of a move by the Red Sox. He's been a down hitter this year. Injury has really plagued his season. So let's see maybe if this is a, a good trade for the Red Sox. Maybe just something to happen. Another piece to the puzzle there in Boston. I just don't think that's going to be the key move that's going to put him over the edge there in the AL. Looking at another trade that went down, the Miami Marlins and the Cleveland Guardians struck a deal. The Marlins acquired first baseman Josh Bell from the Guardians for Gene Segura and infield prospect Khalil Watson. That trade basically, Marlins need a little bit more thump in their lineup. Gene Segura, expendable guy. They got rid of him. Cleo Watson's really the top prospect or the bigger prospect in that trade. And I could see the Guardians dumping uh, Gene Segura shortly after this trade. Cleo Watson was the big uh, moneymaker in that deal. <clears throat> Another move by the Yankees. They acquired right-hand reliever Keanon Middleton from the White Sox. So a couple moves here by the Yankees. Not really anything huge, though, from New York. Looking down here, the Orioles and Cardinals struck a deal uh, for Jack Flaherty. The Cardinals sent Jack Flaherty out to the Orioles. So a good uh, could be a good move for the Orioles. I don't know. I think he's kind of a ace that has been. So maybe it's one of those ones that doesn't really work out for the uh, Orioles. To They're expecting a lot out of him with a young pitching staff that they have. So having a Jack Flaherty in there might not be the key to success. The Diamondbacks did acquire outfielder Tommy Pham from the Mets. So the Mets were sellers at this deadline. Diamondbacks got a veteran presence, a veteran bat in that lineup with Tommy Pham, who's still producing and is actually producing at uh, career high levels this season. So good move there by the Diamondbacks. The Rangers acquired catcher Austin Hedges from the Pirates. Good move there by the Rangers. Rangers trying to bolster up that team. They have a roster now that looks very complete, very ready to compete out there in the AL, especially with the Astros. Uh, the Astros struck the biggest deal when they got Justin Verlander to come back on a uh, to their ball club. Justin Verlander coming back to the Astros, that really puts the Astros up there with title contenders now. They're looking like a odds-on favorite to take on the Braves in the World Series now. Um, and looking down our list here of notable trades, Andrew Chafin was traded from the Diamondbacks to the Brewers. 
So a good move there by the Brewers to add that lefty reliever that they were so desperately looking for. Uh, Michael Lorenzen was traded from the Tigers to the Phillies, adding to that starting rotation of the Phillies. Great move by the Phillies there. And let's see here. <clears throat> Paul DeYoung was traded from the Cardinals to the Blue Jays. So the Blue Jays adding another infielder. Bo Bichette looks to be out for a little bit. So adding a little veteran Paul DeYoung in there to see how that will help them out. Um, Rich Hill and G-Man Choi were actually traded from the Pirates to the Padres. So another move by the Padres trying to bolster up that lineup. They're not giving up on this season quite yet. They think they still have potentially have a chance here. So looks like some big deals went down for the Padres to try to help out there and get them back afloat. Um, let's see. Brad Hand was traded from Atlanta to the, or from the Rockies to Atlanta. So a good move by Atlanta, really bolstering up that bullpen. Brad Hand, a veteran presence out there, could be a great move for the Braves. Looking here, um, Sam Mole, the Reds were really dealing here at the deadline. The Reds got Sam Mole, left-handed reliever from the A's. Right-hander Joe Boyle. So looking like a good move by the Reds to really bolster up that bullpen. Uh, Cubs add Candy Candelaro from the Nationals. <clears throat> good move by the Cubbies. They're looking for offensive help, looking for uh, some bats in the infield, and that was a great add by the Cubs. Giants. The Giants got AJ Pollock and Mark Mathias from the Seattle Mariners. So. A good move by the Giants to really help them out there. Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks did double up. They got they sent Chafin to the Brewers, but then they got Paul Seawald from the Mariners. So adding to that closers role for them, good move. And I thought one of the surprising ones, the Angels got C.J. Crone and Randall Richick from the Rockies, adding to that right field depth and then adding another first baseman who can then move Moustakis over to third. I think that really helps out this Angels team, really solidifies that lineup, and it's something to watch out for there, out there in the AL West. The Rangers loaded up, the Astros loaded up, and now the Angels are loading up for a run. So it's going to be a really impressive uh, stretch run out there in the AL West. Um, And looking down other notables, the Blue Jays did add Jordan Hicks from the St. Louis Cardinals. So another great bullpen arm for the Car uh, for the Blue Jays from the Cardinals. And then the Cardinals kept their selling ways, and they sent Jordan Montgomery uh, and reliever Chris Stratton to the Rangers. So looking like some big moves by the Rangers and Blue Jays. Astros, another. They got right-hand reliever Kendall Graveman. So the Astros and the Rangers. Out there in the AL West, along with the Angels, they had some impressive ads here at the deadline to really bolster up that team. Um, and another surprising move, the Tigers' Eduardo Rodriguez blocked a trade to the Dodgers. Don't really see that often. You know, with the Tigers, it was kind of surprising they weren't buyers because that AL Central is that, that terrible that you could have potentially sat or added a little bit you could have bolstered up the team for a little bit of a run there in the AL Central but Edward Eduardo Rodriguez invoked a no trade clause to block the trade between uh the Tigers and the Dodgers so he didn't really want to go to LA he didn't want any part of the Dodgers and now he gets to stay a Detroit Tiger for another year 
also in another move by the Marlins. The Marlins acquired Jake Berger from the Chicago White Sox. So the Marlins starting to load up. They're trying to get that wild card. They're trying to chase the Braves. I don't think they're going to catch the Braves, so I think the wild card might be the best spot for them. Um, and then after our deadline news. All right, well, let's stick on the topic of baseball. And Trajan, how are our AL power rankings? Uh, it's looking like the Baltimore Orioles are hands down top team in the AL right now. The Rangers right behind them. Then the Rays. The Rays have been faltering as of late, but they've been looking a little bit better. And then we got the Blue Jays and the Angels starting to pick up speed. Right now for my AL power rankings, I would have the Orioles, then the Rays, then I'm taking the Rangers. Then we are rolling with the Houston Astros, followed up by the Blue Jays. Then we are going to find the Red Hot Angels. Coming in next, we'll take the Boston Red Sox. Followed up by the Yankees and then the Mariners. And then we have our first team out of the Central, the Twins, followed up by the Guardians. And then we are looking at the Tigers, White Sox. Then we're looking at the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland Athletics. All right. Give me your power rankings for the NL. In the NL right now, the AL East right now, the Braves top team overall, followed by the Philadelphia Phillies and then the Marlins. Right now in my NL, right now in my NL standings, I am looking at the Atlanta Braves, number one overall, followed up by the Cincinnati Reds coming in in my two spot. Then we have the Los Angeles Dodgers coming in at three. San Francisco Giants will come in at my four. Then we are looking at the Philadelphia Phillies, followed by the Diamondbacks. Then we have the Marlins, followed up by the Brewers. Then we're looking at the Chicago Cubs, the Padres, then the Mets. Then we have the Pittsburgh Pirates, followed up by the Cardinals, then the Nats, then the Colorado Rockies. Uh, And that is about it for the rankings right there all right so i'm going to give off some nhl news the edmonton oilers and forward ryan mcloyd agreed on a two-year contract extension with an average annual value of 2.1 million dollars so he bounced around a few lines for edmonton last season but he finished with 11 goals and a career high at 23 points the boston bruins and jeremy swayman have settled on 3.475 million dollars in arbitration on his contract for next season. The Kraken have removed book talk contact after Alex Wenberg controversy. So everyone has seen, you know, the TikToks about book talk, you know, hockey, romance, all that. After their forward Alex Wenberg and his wife Felicia published statements that criticized the objectification of NHL players. So that's a little interesting to see. And then jumping into the NFL, very interesting. Aaron Rodgers is talking a pay cut. That is just craziness when you think about all the drama he dealt with in the Packers. Trade, you got anything for me? Also, another NFL breaking news headline of this last week. Broncos coach Sean Payton 
held nothing back when he was talking about the way Nathaniel Hackett ran the team last year. Uh, he said, everything I heard about last season, we're doing the opposite. Uh, it might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. And he said that uh, Peyton scaled back outside criticism of quarterback Russell Wilson, pointing to the parents enabling Wilson and poor coaching around took a lot of shots at Nathaniel Hackett in this. Um, it doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed, and that happened here. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much time trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pomp, the circumstances, marching people around and all that stuff. So that's one of those things where Peyton saw what was happening with the Broncos last year. Was he wrong? No, I, I don't believe that he was wrong in the statement. He shouldn't have had to come out and say it. Everybody saw it. For, so for him to comment on him, not really his place. So I can see where everybody's getting upset with what Sean Payton said. But in all reality, he spoke the truth. He saw he the organization that he came into was a dumpster fire. The organization was down. They did try to prod around these guys last offseason and really say, oh, well, here we go, Broncos country, let's ride kind of thing. And then you watch him go into the last season, and it was just a struggle. And Sean Payton, hopefully, they're hoping, is going to come in and lead this team back up into contention. And it, it's going to be tough because of what Nathaniel Hackett had going on. Nathaniel Hackett really did destroy the Broncos from the inside out this last season. So hopefully Sean Payton can straighten them back out and the Broncos can come back to some relative um, relevance into the NFL here this next season. I agree with that. I want to see our boy Russell Wilson do some great things. I want to see him get some wins again. All right, let's go over the WNBA power rankings. In first place, we have the Las Vegas Aces, as usual. Then we have the New York Liberty, followed by the Connecticut Sun, then the Dallas Wings, then the Atlanta Dream. Then at number six, we have the Minnesota Lynx. They are just climbing and climbing. Then we have the Washington Mystics. Then the Chicago Sky, followed by the LA Sparks, then the Indiana Fever, the Seattle Storm, and at the bottom we have the Phoenix Mercury. So that wraps up the WNBA power rankings for this week. Trajan, what are you finding on the old Twitterverse? Uh, what's the good news? What do you what do you got for me? Twitter. It looks like CBS Sports and Nickelodeon team up for the first alternate telecast of the Super Bowl. On uh, Sunday, February 11, 2024, Nickelodeon will broadcast a kids- and family-centric, surprise-filled special presentation of Super Bowl, featuring eye-popping on-field graphics, guest reporters, virtual filters, and more. Interesting news out of the NFL. Nickelodeon taking over another uh, broadcast of a national televised football game. We'll see how it goes. Maybe the ratings will be good. Maybe they won't. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Another news topic. Uh, the Pac-12 Commissioner George Kalupo on Tuesday presented the conference's presidents and chancellors with a potential primary subscription-based Apple streaming deal. So the company Apple would get the deal to have them on Apple TV. Um, it looks like it could be a good deal. It could be a good moneymaker for the Pac-12 to have. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I can't really watch many Pac-12 games. They're usually on at about 9 o'clock at night anyway, so who really cares? That will be interesting to see. Well, 
You got anything else for me? Any other stories that are really jumping out at you? Mike Green has came out and uh, really expressed his dissatisfaction with ESPN and their layoffs because his two partners, uh, Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, have both been let go by ESPN due to their budget cuts late, uh, lately, so their heavy layoffs. Uh, two of his running mates there in the NBA Finals have been laid off. This is really getting to a lot of um, ESPN commentators or anything like that as they're kind of watching their fellow colleagues be laid off due to these big old cuts. Um, Mike Green said it's something we'll all treasure, but we just wish it was a little bit longer. You don't expect it because it was such a great team, and to have it completely broken up was a surprise. A very big surprise, actually, to see a lot of these guys let go from ESPN. Um, another news article, Jonathan Taylor firing back at the Indianapolis Colts. They came out and said that he was uh, he had a back injury and that he was out because of this back injury from training camp. And he came out and said, never had a back, uh, never had back pain, never reported back pain. Not sure what sources are, but need to find new ones. So interesting news. The Colts are kind of getting to Jonathan Taylor even more now, kind of really frustrating him into uh, wanting a trade even more. He doesn't, his, his real options for this next year, if they don't trade him, is he can rescind the trade offer and play this season, which he doesn't really want to do without inking a long-term deal. He can hope the Colts blink first and trade him before the season starts, or if the Colts uphold and refuse to trade him, he can either sit out and try to force the team's hand. So, interesting news out of the NFL, especially with a guy like uh, Jonathan Taylor and his track record. It's been a little bit smaller, but we saw what he could do when he had an injury preseason, injured last year, now going into this next season. We'll see. We'll see what the Colts decide to do, and we'll see what Jonathan Taylor decides to do this season. Love to see some success for him because he was a former Badger, and as always, we always support Wisconsin sports. Well, podcast fans, it's been a really exciting week. Honestly, we had to do a lot of talk on the MLB trade deadline. That was kind of our main topic this week. We're going to come at you hard next week. We're going to get as many news stories as we can. And like we said, we want to hear some questions from you. Let's hear some questions. We'll give you some answers. We're going to keep working through it. Trajan's going to do some hard-hitting investigation this next coming week. He's going to find all the sports knowledge that we need. He's going to find all the news stories. We're going to have an NFL preview coming soon. Really excited for that. We're going to go into each team see what their strengths have been this training camp, see what their weaknesses are, and hopefully we will have some good answers. But, you know, it's all about our opinion, and we'll see you all next week, podcast fans. Later, guys. Deuces.